there has been some new updates in the saga of Joe Rogan and Spotify and several different musicians' attempts and, and the President of the United States to get Spotify to censor Joe Rogan. So, Esty, what's new? What's the latest and greatest? Well, here's the latest. So on Wednesday, the White House seemed to support to censor Joe Rogan's podcast. Now, the White House press secretary, Jen Psaki, she called Spotify out to do more in the fight, which meant against COVID-19 misinformation. So this is... You mean the misinformation that they're putting out or that they claim Joe Rogan's putting out? The misinformation that Joe Rogan's is putting out. That they claim Joe Rogan is putting out. Yes, it's a claim. That's what they claim. It's a claim. Yes. Is it? Yeah. They're claiming he's putting out... I'm scared with the dog. Wait, real quick, can I ask what kind of like content does he have? So Joe Rogan had, well, he interviews MMA guys, Elon Musk, just important doctors. Like the the two in question that they were most upset about was uh, Dr. Peter McCullough and Dr. Mm. Malone. I believe it was Dr. Malone was the one. He was the guy that invented the mRNA technology he's got like i think nine patents on the technology so he was the guy that created the stuff that all the vaccines at least the moderna version of the vaccines is based upon so if you're going to interview somebody about that kind of vaccine probably the guy that invented the shit is probably who you'd want to interview Mm -hmm. so they interviewed him and he had his opinions and they were uh and his experience and they were against what a lot of what you hear in the mainstream narrative is and same thing with uh dr mccullough he had and he he's this guy like between those two guys they're they have more like scientific papers they've been written up in and written about peer-reviewed studies than i mean they're in essence they're like as the top of the food chain in their field okay and but the problem was is that what they said based on their experience and their expertise is different than what everybody else maintains and so they're saying well these people basically shouldn't be allowed to speak because i think one of them was banned on twitter or maybe they're both were banned on twitter at some point for what they said for medical misinformation but they're doctors Twitter's so not a doctor. were they speaking like their opinion they were speaking based on their experience because okay. again the one guy is the he created the technology that all these vaccines are based on at least the, the aren't you know mrna stuff so who better to interview if you mm-hmm. want to get your opinion or, or find out what what's their take if you're trying if you're a a global citizen if you will and you're trying to make an informed intelligent decision about vaccinated or not vaccinated what's happened if you've had it but weren't vaccinated what's the natural immunity do if you're trying to figure out how to make a decision on to do it or not these would be good guys to at least listen to what they got to say mm-hmm. And America has a thing called free speech. It's the, it's, I think it's the First Amendment. Number, the first one, the Bill, or the First Amendment, the first Bill of Rights, number one, the Bill of Rights, freedom of speech. And so if you're going to make an intelligent, informed decision, you need to be able to listen to people speak who are the experts. And so what they're trying to do is keep them from talking, saying, oh, it's medical misinformation. Therefore, whatever they got to say is not credible. So you can't even listen to what they got to say. <coughs> So therefore, we want the podcast taken off. We want Joe Rogan's podcast canceled, and therefore he can't speak anymore because of misinformation. So that's the whole thing. It's 
canceling. It's cancel culture is mm-hmm. what it is. And so you had Dwayne the Rock, jo- you know, the Rock Johnson came out and said, I'm with Joe Rogan. But you had some older artists, musical artists from like the 1960s and 70s who like nobody listens to anymore anyways going, I'm leaving Spotify until you're me or Joe Rogan. And they're like, hey, don't let, let the door hit you in the ass in the way out. <laughs> so they they walked, supposedly. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, back to our regularly scheduled programming. SD. So, yes. Um, like I was saying last time. Like I was saying a few moments ago, um, according to The Independent, which is a British newspaper, Saki responded that the change was a good step, but the company could take steps to actively prohibit content that contains misinformation that experts have warned is prolonging the pandemic and leading more deaths. That's according to the newspaper. The newspaper? Paper? Paper? We're going to cut that. Okay, well, you can just back right up. Back your shit up, girl. Start all over. Whoa. <laughs> this one, right? All right. That's fine. So, according to The Independent, which is a British newspaper, Saki responded that the change was a good step, but that the company could take steps to actively prohibit content that contained misinformation that experts have warned is prolonging the pandemic and leading to more deaths. So that was according to this newspaper. And, um, well, we do know the pandemic has had its issues and led to more deaths. And um, I don't know. Well, you get the, the whole, the other issue that's going on now is the, I think it was the governor of New York who took over after Cuomo resigned in disgrace, mm. said that, well, we're trying to separate the cases be- between the people that died from COVID and with COVID. And like a year ago or six, eight months ago, when you talked about that, you would get banned. And now they're going, well, this is actually a real thing. And so they're trying to figure out what the numbers are of people that that died from COVID. Because obviously, Macy, as a nurse, got to experience it. And didn't you say the overwhelming majority, close to 100% that you saw in your hospital had multiple, the ones that died that didn't make it had multiple comorbidities? Yeah, they had, like, underlying health conditions. So, I mean, a lot of them, like, had, like, um, like old age or, you know, whatever. They had, like, heart tech previously, heart problems, heart failure, some sort of, like, cr- disease, like Chronos disease. So there was, like, something else there. But a lot of people, like, were fine. Like, they were in the hospital, they got through it, they went home. That's up though. I think separating the That's fucked up, man. Huh. No, I think it would be hard separating there's a lot of numbers, so it would take time for that to happen, I believe so. But what are your thoughts on that? Do well, you, you think- saw the record keeping back then. How hard is it to now go back through and separate people that died from COVID or with COVID? Or is the paperwork trail just so fucked up? Fubar fucked up beyond all recognition that there's no hope of figuring out what the real data was. I mean, there's definitely a paper trail. I just think it's going to take a lot of time because each, like, patient file is, like, for the ER, like, the files are, like, you know, just, like, a 20 pages. So then you're talking admission for someone who is sick enough to, like, pass away. That, that file is going to be pretty large, especially if they've been there for a couple days, a couple weeks, maybe even a month. 
so you're talking like hundreds to thousands of pages you'd have to go back and read and yeah and and read and like for my hospital we didn't always have the same doctor we had what's called hospitalists so a doctor will come in they'll work like a month and then you get a brand new doctor so there's no way of being able to be like oh like you take your patients that you did and you know like trying to like like figure out what the doctor meant by because every doctor like transcribes differently so it's industrial like medicine you're just a a bee in the beehive Mm -hmm. yeah so i think it could be done it's just you won't hear anything for a really long time the joe rogan's podcast we have seen in the few days that new stars are following neil young's footsteps in removing their music from spotify so we have Joni Mitchell, who was big back in like the 1960s, and she was the first to ask her music to be removed. And this happened in January, on January 31st. Sure, lots of people were listening to her music. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's pretty cool. Niles Lofgren, the guitarist for Bruce Springsteen. E Street Band. He also I'd never heard the name, and... Uh, you know, I'm sure his music is really tragically going to be missed because he has such a huge audience on Spotify. Oh my god, that's just a, such a that's a that's just a human tragedy of epic proportions. <laughs> and we have Barbara Streisand. Mm-hmm. Do you even know who Barbara Streisand is? I've seen her, but I, I never Do you know who music Babs was. is. Or mm-hmm. Called Babs. They're called it. Yeah, exactly. What? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, who's Barbara Streisand? She must not be important. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Macy's like, ooh, what? Well, it's a claim, though. They're saying that she might, she's pulling her music she from Spotify. She was big in the 60s and 70s. But it's, it's yeah, yeah, she was big back then. But um, it's not, like, confirmed, though, because it was, like, a tweet that trended on Twitter. And there's a few celebrities that are backing Joe Rogan. So we have Dwayne Johnson and John Stewart who have made supportive comments towards him and his podcast. So we have the side where people are against him and attacking Spotify and not following um, Joe Rogan. And then we have a side where they support him. So now maybe more stars in the future, like in the next few weeks or days, will take sides, whether Joe Rogan's or not. And... If not, maybe Spotify takes action. So we don't know. So like the story still is going to unfold. But anything can happen. So any thoughts on that? Do you think like there will be more stars taking sides or something may happen? Because then we had like the, you know, the White House also said something about it. So it's well, pretty big. You talk about the claim of Barbara Streisand, but that's not verified. But yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, all these other guys, all these other people that are, I'm pulling my music from Spotify. There, you know, what is it going to amount to a thousand dollars a month in streaming revenue? It's it's not a lot, so they're in a weak position of leverage. And then, you know, when you get Dwayne the Rock Johnson comes out, and he's like the biggest star in the world, and he's like, I stand behind Joe Rogan and free speech. So it's like that. I mean, that's kind of a mic drop moment. And so any other idiot that comes behind and goes, I'll take my music out of Spotify. It's even uh, Donald Trump's niece that like hates him, she has a podcast which nobody was listening to, and she even admits that you know it's not going to matter if I take it. But she's you know, but they talk about her because she's related to Trump. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, 
for her, that's good publicity because she all she has to do is go back on Spotify if she even ever takes her stuff off of there and mm-hmm. and add it back. And they'll be you know a few months from now after this all blows over, and she'll probably have more followers just because the you know the media talked about her because she's Trump's niece. So all publicity is good publicity. That's how it works. You get you know that's why the politicians go on. If you ever watch when there's like a a big bill and everybody's debating. Then all of a sudden, you know, a Democrat or, you know, say the Democrats are in power. You have one or two Democrats come out and go, well, I'm not really so sure I'm going to vote for this thing. And and the margin is so close that they need that person's vote. And so, you know, it's and then it's all over the news and, oh, my God, the the bill's not going to pass. And so that person gets like a good position of leverage that the media gives them. And all they're really doing is saying that they're contrary and they're probably not going to support it because it's leverage. They want something for themselves. Oh, we'll throw, uh, you know, $10 million in there for this rec center in one of your cities that you promised the constituents that you would get or whatever. And so it's just all negotiation. But at the end of the day, they still vote with them. And what that does, it gets some national media attention. So it raises their profile from just a local area where they come from. To now nationally, people see them in the news and they're like, why is that person not voting for this? They're a Democrat. They should vote for this. And they, or, or if it's a Republican-controlled Congress and there's a, a key Republican going, I'm not voting for this. They get all over TV. And all it is is they get free advertising for their re-election campaign. That's all it is. Because what happens is a few days or a week or so later, they end up caving and voting for it anyways. And so that's, that's how it works. You get free it's just like whether it's social media or whatever, you say something that's agitating or that causes people to go, what? I can't believe it. And people tune in and you get free free advertising, you get free, free marketing. So that's, all, that's how they – Trump was a master of that. He would say something that he knew the media would go berserk over and then everybody would be talking about it. And at the end of the day, what you observe, you participate in. So he would say something that's kind of outrageous and ridiculous or hyperbole. Everybody would talk about it, and so all the attention would be on him. And they'd be like, how can you say this? And then they would put the mic in his face, 